Welcome to the City Church Cardiff podcast. We're an Elim Pentecostal church in the center of Cardiff dedicated to bringing hope in the name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you're inspired and impacted by this message. Good morning and welcome to the first in the session on our preaching series entitled uh, Choose Gratitude, Choose Gratitude. I hope you are grateful. We are grateful that you are here. We're grateful that you're watching. I hope you are grateful to gather uh, in a nice, warm, comfortable space to worship the Lord and hear from him uh, this morning. And gratitude is a choice, I want to suggest, because we can also choose to be uh, ungrateful or have ingratitude uh, in our life. But actually, I would suggest that ingratitude actually leads to a kind of sense of discouragement and even an avenue towards defeat. So the appeal of this preaching series is to choose gratitude. And this week and over the following few weeks, we're going to unpack some of the detail of what that will look like and what it could mean that together as God's family, we'll grow in our gratitude and the joy of our life together. And this morning, we're looking particularly at the importance of being thankful. Full, not thank empty or thank half full, but thank full beyond measure. And we're going to look straight away at three particular verses from the scriptures. I could have chosen many, but we're just going to look at three in particular. And I do want to note a bit of headline news before we start. When we open up the Bible, it is not meant to be some useful suggestions just to muck in there with any stuff that we get online or somebody tweets us or we download from this, that, or the other kind of place. This is the Word of God Almighty. And Christians were called to hear and obey because obedience brings blessing. Amen? When we hear what God says and we put it into practice, the Bible enables us to walk in the fullness of a wonderful life that God has prepared for us. So this is God's word. God is speaking this morning through his word. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 4.15, all this is for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. And Psalm 100 verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his holy name. These are commands of God. Christian, we are called to be thankful. So are you thankful? How would you answer that question? Are you thankful? You might want to have courage either a little bit later today or at some point to ask somebody who knows you well, do you think I'm a a kind of a thankful person? Now, this is where you might think this is the old fella going to have a bit of a rant. But when I was younger, okay, I was taught to say please and thank you, okay? It was sort of, it was more out there in the culture than I think it is today, to be perfectly honest. And so when you go to the shop, you'd say to the man, please, can I have one of those? And he'll give it to you, you give him the money, and they say, thank you. Go to the restaurant, you order something, please may I have this, 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 and they bring it along, and you say, thank you. We teach our kids to say, please, and thank you. But my perception, rightly or wrongly, is I think there's been a kind of a cultural shift within our nation in the last 40 years, where our nation is less grateful, more selfish, less generous, and just not as thankful for the blessings of everyday life. 
I was in a coffee shop recently, and uh, this chef was sort of sitting there all, all on his own, and, and the, the waitress comes along, and, and she brings his stuff, and it's really lovely stuff, and she's very polite, it's beautifully prepared, excellent service, and he just completely blanks her. Now I'm thinking, that's not right. That's not right. should have been thankful for that. You know, she's worked hard on that. I know it's a job, but you can still be thankful. We are called followers of the Lord Jesus to be people who live by values that are of heaven and not of earth to live by values that are good and seek to bless each other. We are called to be kingdom people and a key personality trait, I want to argue, about being a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ is to be thankful. And this morning, as we look at God's word, we're going to dig into a couple of passages in particular, one from the Old Testament, one from the New, about how we can know how to show thankfulness. Thankfulness beyond the stuff around us, uh, the coffee that somebody might bring us or the smile that somebody might show us. Actually, to the root of true thankfulness, thankfulness beyond our earthly experiences, thankful to the Lord God. And I would suggest that there are two essential roots to the object of our thankfulness in life. One is what God is like, and the other is what God does. What God is like, God's nature, and what God does, the outcome of his nature being revealed. You see, our God is almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present, transcendent, holy, good, just, pure, truthful. God is good. From the beginning to the end, God is good. And he shows his very nature in acts around us and within the midst of our daily lives. Most powerfully, his action through sending his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to set us free from sin's penalty and power. Our God created the universe. What a great action that is. It's fantastic to go out there and look at the stars, look at creation, look at yourself. God love you. God made you. You're a product of the work of his creative purposes, and they are good. God works to sustain his creation. God answers prayers. Put your hand up if he's ever answered a prayer for you. Go on, I dare you. Put another hand up if he's answered too. I've run out of hands. He's answered more than that for me, and I think he has for you. Our God answers prayers. He brings freedom. He brings love. He brings joy to discouraged hearts. He gives meaning and purpose to life. We know why we're here when we hear what Jesus says to who we are. And I want to give thanks this morning. And yes, I'm getting excited because God is good and God is always good. I want to give thanks this morning. Amen. Absolutely join in the thanks and praise. You see, I want to thank God that seven years ago I wasn't able to work because I was poorly. We had a few months in the middle of the summer where we had no income and three kids. And I thank God that we never lack for anything. I testify to the goodness and the provision of God. God answers prayer. I want to thank God. Some of you know it's like building things. We've extended our house a bit. And I wake up in the middle of the night and I've got this difficult thing to build in the morning with wood coming in here and steel coming in here and bricks need. And I'm woken up by the Holy Spirit. And I know it's the Holy Spirit. And I get this picture in my mind of how to bring all these difficult junctions together. I thank God. He is so creative and so kind. I give thanks to God that this week I hear a testimony of a man when he was 16 years of old had to go and tell his mother 
that his brother had died in a motorcycle accident. Probably one of the most horrendous things any young man would ever have to do. And yet he testified that the Holy Spirit entered that room in presence and in power, enveloped him, enveloped his mother, brought peace and comfort in that sharp and painful moment of grief of loss. I want to thank our God that he is compassionate and so wonderful as this. I want to thank God who healed somebody's broken heart very recently when something they had dreamed of fell apart. I want to thank God who took away the fear of somebody, fear that they, fear of death that they'd held and had burdened them for years and years. And the Lord came one day and just took away that fear as they sought his love and goodness. I want to thank God for healing somebody's back and had been causing terrible pain for months and months and months. And they were prayed for in Jesus' name and they found healing. I want to thank God that he never leaves us, that he never forsakes us. I want to thank God that he never stopped working and his working is always good. I want to thank God that he overcomes. I want to thank God that he's always overcome and he'll do it again. I want to thank God that he raised the dead and he's coming in glory. I want to give God a great big thanks and praise. Hallelujah, for God is good. God is worthy of thanks. Amen. You see, and there's something about getting caught up in thanks and praise. It changes us and it changes the atmosphere. And it's all from the goodness of God. So I'm going to look now. I'm going to try and give you some pro tips about how to be thankful. Okay? Some of this you've heard before, but it won't do you any harm to hear it again. We're going to go to the Old Testament to start with. We're going to be looking at a passage from Leviticus 7 in a moment. But let me set the context. God created human life. But in that freedom that he created, humanity rebelled. They chose to reject God, to be alienated from God, to be selfish, to be rebellious, to go their own way. They fell away from the beauty of that most perfect relationship with their creator. Yet God never gave up. He kept on coming. He kept on speaking. He keeps on coming. He keeps on speaking. He keeps on calling his creatures home and back unto him. And in Genesis chapter 12, God calls Abram. Uh, and he says, you're going to be the father of many nations. You're going to be a blessing, and I'm going to bless you. God calls a people unto himself. God always calls people unto himself. And from this great act, the people started to come under God's provision and God's identification. And then they made a whole catalog of mistakes. They end up in slavery in Egypt, and God sends somebody else. He sends Moses now to come and lead them out of slavery and bondage into a promised land, a land flowing, Scripture tells us, with milk and honey. That means it's really good. And it was God's promise, and God brought that promise to be. He rescued his people. And so in the Psalms, Psalm 116, verse 17, says, I will offer to you a sacrifice of thanksgiving and call upon the name of the Lord. Throughout the history of the nation of Israel, even up until today, if you ever chat with people who are from a Jewish background, they will testify their thanksgiving from a God who delivers from slavery into a promised land, for a God of exodus. This is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And God sought a way for his people to be able to come and give thanks unto him. Now in Leviticus 7, I'm going to read from verse 11 to 15 in particular, we find here the first reference to a thank offering. So if you have it on your device or on the screen, you can uh, follow along with me. These are the regulations for the fellowship offering anyone 
may present to the Lord. If they offer it as an expression of thankfulness, then along with this thank offering, they are to offer thick loaves made without yeast and with olive oil mixed in, thin loaves made without yeast and brushed with oil, and thick loaves of the finest flour well kneaded and with oil mixed in. Along with their fellowship offering of thanksgiving, they are to present an offering with the thick loaves of bread made with yeast. They are to bring one of each kind as an offering, a contribution to the Lord. It belongs to the priest who splashes the blood of the fellowship offering against the altar. The meat of their fellowship offering of thanksgiving must be eaten on the day it is offered. They must not leave any of it until morning. Now, this old covenant way that the people brought sacrifice of a sacrificial animal that was slaughtered, of course, is not something that continues for the followers of the Lord Jesus today because his death upon the cross it was that sacrifice once for all. So we do not need to keep sacrificing because he did it all on the cross when he gave his own life in atonement for our sin. But do you note here how firstly this is a voluntary offering? Verse 11 says, these are the regulations for the fellowship offering anyone may present to the Lord. They don't come under compulsion or, 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 or pushed into this here. It is a voluntary act and they come as worshippers. It comes at a cost. To bring an animal, to bring these things to God's house was financially and practically costly. There was a, a gratitude that was being expressed here, but it was also a public offering. Now here, God is shaping a vehicle under that old covenant for his people to come and thank him in a way that was genuine and profound. Now, in a way, you could sort of see this as a bit of a roast lamb and some lovely bread that's been prescribed here, and that sounds tasty to me. And a portion of it was kept for the, the act of sacrifice itself in the temple. A portion was given to the staff in the temple, and a portion actually could be kept, but it had to be eaten that day in amongst the fellowship. So just as a sort of a thought here, if you ever want to invite any of the staff out for uh, lunch, then we're, we're very uh, amenable to that invitation, sandwiches or no. But here we find that this particular way of offering thanks was something that was God-focused. It was something that acknowledged the belonging to the fellowship, but also it was something that was a blessing to those who gathered. So two principles I'd suggest to draw out of this for our own understanding of how we should thank the Lord. Firstly, it's voluntary. We need to choose to be thankful. We need to choose to be thankful, not because maybe we see somebody else doing it, though, you know, that's nice. We need to choose to do it from our, from our own heart. True thankfulness is an expression of our true love for God, as is true worship, as is true praise. So choose to be thankful. Secondly, we find that this thankfulness had a very significant public dimension. Sometimes in our culture today, our, our belief in Jesus, our praise of Jesus, our teaching of Jesus, our talking about Jesus can be confined either to places where there are other followers of Jesus or just our homes or our own conversations. This challenges us, I would argue, this public sacrifice to recognize that we live in the marketplace. 
So let's be authentic out in the marketplace. And what I mean by that is the places where we work, the places where we uh, socialise, the, the streets on which we live, people that we might come into contact with who may not be, as we are, the followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's have courage to speak about the goodness of God and to thank him out in the marketplace day by day. You know, if you have something to eat with somebody, you know, do you thank God for the food that's on your table? I was only talking with somebody this past week, and they were saying they learned from their mother in times of great poverty here in the UK back in the 1920s, whenever she was able to bring a bag of shopping home, some weeks it was a lot bigger than others. But she'd put it on the table, and the first thing she'd do was thank God for that food. Do you thank God when you come to eat your sandwiches? <laughs> Maybe you should. Maybe there's a challenge gently there for us. Maybe when you know, somebody says to you, well done for passing that exam. Oh, you got the promotion. Fantastic. Oh, you're doing so well at the moment. That's great. Don't just say, oh, yeah, thanks. Give thanks to God. I didn't do it. God did it. He gave me the brains. He gave me the opportunity. He made the provision. I thank God for the place I'm in today. Maybe if you've overcome a difficult time of sickness or you're enduring something and your resilience speaks volumes to the people around you and they'll say, oh gosh, you've got something, you know, you're really great. You can get through this. You've overcome all this. Don't say, yes, me. Just say, thank you, Jesus. You have brought me through. Let us be confident to confess the glory and the goodness of God in thanksgiving in the marketplaces and the public arenas in which we are in. So two principles from this Old Testament text. I hope you're starting to be filled up a little bit with thankfulness this morning. Let, let's get on to some more, some more tips for being thankful. Not just half full, okay? We want you to leave here this morning full of thanks, not just half full of thanks. Colossians 2 then. Um, this sections of text run from chapter 2, verse 7 to chapter 4, verse 2. But I've just drawn out a few particular verses for us. And I'll read this um, so chapter 2, verse 6, beginning. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with God in Christ. And when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Now, another little bit of a pro tip whenever you read the Bible, it's always good to pray back the content of the Bible. Okay, so we can look at this text and it just is easy. You see, just thank you, God. Thank you, God, that my life is rooted and built up in you. I thank you, God, for that. Thank you, God, that I am strengthened by you. Thank you, God, that I've been raised to new life, born anew through Christ on the cross. Thank you, Lord Jesus, I can set my mind on really good heavenly things. Thank you, God, that my life is caught up in your life. 
your glorious good life. Thank you, God, that I will appear uh, and I will be with you in glory one day. Thank you, God, that I am yours and you care for me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you command me and call me to be thankful in all things. Thank you that I can pray and I can be thankful. It's really good, a simple pattern. Whenever passage of scripture you read, literally to pray back the word of God to God aligns our heart and our word with the things of the king and his kingdom. Now, some principles specifically to draw out here. Firstly, from verses 6 and 7 of chapter 2. I thank God that I am rooted and built up in him. Christian, you are rooted in God. And God is building you up. You are not being torn down. You are not being sorely oppressed. You're not being squished into nothing. Day by day in your life with Jesus, you are being strengthened and built up. Amen? Isn't that good? That's the truth. Other people might tell other things. Don't watch the news more than once a day is a little bit of a pro tip as well, okay? Okay, the world is not falling apart because there's a God in heaven. And he's bigger than the chancellor, bless him. And he's bigger than all things that may have come upon us. Our God is sovereign over all and we are being strengthened in him. Chapter 3, another principle that we can take away here. We have been raised with Christ and we are to set our hearts on things above. Earlier, um, Pastor Dominic shared communion. um, Led us in sharing bread and the cup together and that word he mentioned, I I think it must be the testimony of two witnesses, because I had it in my notes and we hadn't communicated beforehand, is that word Eucharist, and it means thanksgiving. So I want to say this morning with clarity and confidence that the heart of our thanksgiving is Jesus and what he did on Calvary for you and for me. Everything, a beginning and an end, is to be found in the Lord Jesus. Somebody once said to me when they started to share bread and wine for the first time, you know, what do I think of? Be thankful. Be thankful for who God is. Be thankful for what he has done. And we can thank the Lord here that we can set our mind on things above, not to get caught up or bogged down with the ups and downs of earthly life. Wonderful times happen, and praise God and thank God that they do. But there are also tough times as well. But we're called to think on things that are above. Thank you, God, also, that one day I'm going to go home to glory. The trumpet will sound, the page will be turned, to use biblical images here, and I know I'm going home to glory. There'll be no more crying, no more pain, just joy everlasting. And Christian, you better get used to thanking God because we're going to be doing a lot of it up in glory, okay? This earthly life is prepped for the joy yet to come. We can thank the Lord. Chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Here, um, we're given thanks. Actually, that um, we're to teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. Now, admonition is word maybe not used too often today, but I thank God through my Christian life that he's placed around me men and women who've, who've had the courage and the love to say to me, David, maybe you shouldn't have said it that way. They'll admonish me. Not to be mean, they, they just want to train me and teach me to walk in the ways of Jesus. Now, don't get me wrong, I haven't got it sorted yet, but I thank God for the people out of love who've come and said those things to me. 
So, you know, if you see me stealing out of the offering basket or kissing somebody else's wife or running down the street cursing, you have a right to come and admonish me. All right, if Louise don't get there first. Louise is my wife, okay? But I thank God, as a family, as a church household, we are given biblical warrant to speak into each other's lives. Now, as a pastor, it is both one of the great privilege, but also one of those serious responsibilities to be motivated in love to commend each other in the ways of righteousness. And sometimes, it classically, it falls into three kinds of responses. And you can say to somebody, maybe, you know, when you said that, it maybe wasn't quite the right thing to say. Have you ever thought of saying it like this way? You know, what would Jesus want you to do? You do it really nicely. To try and, try and, you know, as if somebody was speaking to you, speak to others who you want to be spoken to. And you get three classic responses. I say, oh, David, I'm really sorry. You know, I, I see that now. I, I didn't see it then. I made a complete hash of that. I'm awfully sorry. I, I'm going to be attentive, I, I, and I'm going to really try and just, just, just amend my life that way. And that's a great response. Some will say the same thing. Oh, yeah, Dad, I'm really sorry. I, I, I'm really attentive. I'll try and... They go, I'm not going to do what he wants to do. What do you think he is telling me what to do? I'm not going to do what he wants me to do. And then you get the third response, well, black and white to your face, they'll say, no, I'm not doing it, I'm right, you're wrong, and that's the end of it. <laughs> but I thank God that there are times where I've learned to have ears that hear what others are saying to me, and it's a good thing. Because I want to live this life, a life that honors Jesus. I know I've got rough edges, and I need them rubbed off gently. <laughs> But I thank God for his goodness to take care of the character that he wants to grow in each and every one of us. I thank God. I thank God so much that I can pray. <laughs> At all times and in all circumstances. And even yesterday, I was bothered by something greatly. And I prayed to the Lord and he answered the prayer. Praise God, he answers prayer. And we're to pray at all times. And I want to encourage you to begin your time of prayer with thankfulness. Now, Louise will say to me, you need, my Louise is my wife, by the way, uh, you need to begin the day by saying five thank yous to God. Now, she does this. This isn't just made up. So I've learned, but, you know, thank you, God, for my wife. Thank you, God, for my wife. Thank you, God, for my wife. Thank you. you know, I've, I've been married a while now. I know how this works, okay? But we are this. If you start your day with thankfulness, okay, it really changes your disposition to start with. And remember, the object of our thankfulness is not whether you've got milk for your cereals or not. It's for God. Thank you, God, I've got breath in my lungs this morning. Thank you, Lord, that there's a view out of my window that shows that the climate are there. Thank you, God, that I can see the view. You know, thank you, God. Thank you, God, I've got food in the fridge. Thank you, God, I've got a friend who gave me a chat who's interested in me. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that I'm well in Jesus' name. And thanksgiving is a profession of, and confession of prayer for the coming of the kingdom. If you're not feeling 100%, you give thanks to God that morning that you are well in Jesus' name. You're hitting the buttons at so many levels in a walk with the Lord. I thank God for the material things I have around me. I hope you do too. Uh, Ephesians 5.20 says, Give thanks to God the Father for everything. Everything. Thank you, God, that I've got two socks. Thank you that they're different patterns for a bit of variety. Thank you, God, for everything that I have. Thank you, God, for the people in my life. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 1.4, I always thank God for you. Particularly thank God for each other in the church, will you? All right, we're all different, okay? 
Some, well, you know, I, I'm easier to, I might not be easy to get on with. Somebody else might be a lot easier. But God has appointed us in the household, and we are to give thanks to God. We're to give thanks to God in the congregation. We're to give thanks to God in our collectives. We are to thank God for the people around us. We're to thank God in the midst of trials, James 1.23. Consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. Thank God for your salvation. Thank God that you, he is continuing his work in your life. Philippians 2.13, God who works in us to will and to act according to his good purpose. And thank God for his glorious promise of heaven, Revelation 21 and John 14. At the start of the day and at the end of the day, will you make a resolution to thank God for who he is and what he's done? Will you? Come on, that's only two of you. Will you? And it will change you. It will bless you. I'm not standing here for my own goodness. We stand and expound the word of God that God is glorified and the household, each and every was are built up in the Lord. It's good. And God wants to bless us and bless us in abundance. Even in trials. The apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 5, from prison to be thankful. A Lutheran pastor in Central Europe, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, during the Second World War, was imprisoned. There's a book called Letters from Prison by him. It's a very um, precious and encouraging read. In prison, he thanked God. He would never get out of prison. This past week, I was looking in a book written by Baroness Cox, a Christian member of the, the House of Lords in the UK, uh, where she did a survey of um, Christian women and men who'd um, lost their lives for their love for the Lord Jesus. And I actually uh, came upon a section, it's geographically set out uh, on Nigeria, and I know that Nigeria is home to so many of you. There were three names, Bitros Adoro Manyang, Iasko Taru, and Esther Jinkai Ethan. And I'm reading a little bit about their lives. All of these women and men were killed because they would not stop showing the love and goodness of Jesus in their communities. And, I, and I'm left overwhelmed. I thank God for their courage and their faithfulness. I thank God that when I go home, you know, nobody's tried to burn my house down. I am humbled and I give thanks to God. You see, friends, there, this life in which we live we are called, and rightly so, to give thanks for the stuff around us. But we are called to give thanks ultimately for the one who is greater even in this earthly life. The one who opens to us and is the God of glory and eternity. Our thanks should be focused on the object of our Lord God, who he is and what he does. And this is actually quite a big issue because um, I just want you to think for a moment what you thank God for. Because um, I think generally it can be things we see. <laughs> and there'll be some of you here today who will have not many material things, yet others can see in your heart a tremendous freedom that you thank God for the smallest of things. And yet there will be some here today who have lots of stuff yet your heart is not full of gratitude. Perhaps a little bit of greed had set in. You know, I, 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 need the, I just need the latest gadget. You know, I just need it. 
And I want to maybe put a bit of a challenge out this morning. That if there's stuff in our heart that's not right, that we allow the Holy Spirit to bring it to mind that we can repent of it and just take the clutter out this morning. Remember the motivation of God is love in these things. Just get the clutter out, get the junk out and make space for bigger thankful hearts. Be thankful. Not driven by our feelings or whether last year's Christmas jumper is going to fit this year. Whether you've got a bike, a pair of trainers or a car. Whether you're renting or you're moving a house that you own. Whether you've got the latest fashion or the hand-me-downs. Whether you're married or single. Whether you're running a triathlon or can barely put one foot in front of the other. As Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 4. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We're hard-pressed on every side but not crushed. Perplexed but not in despair. Persecuted but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. There is no excuse for us not to be thankful because our thanks is focused upon the Lord God and his goodness to us. So Christians, may we resolve to be thankful people. And thankfulness, so there's a few, got a few pro tips in there. There are others in the scripture, but just how to show thanks. But thankfulness will change us. It changes us. And the effect of thankfulness, I would argue, are three things. Thankfulness is a cure for ills. It's a comfort in life's trials and is a crown for the disciple to wear. I hope you've come across some really thankful Christians. I have. You ever come across any sort of grumpy Christians? I have. (laughs) And I want to be filled with a place that of Thankful Christians all around me all day long. And often, we can be the answer to our own prayers. When we are truly thankful, it is a cure for many ills in this life. In Romans 1, we're we're told uh, in God's word there that as the people turned from thankfulness to God, they ended up going into all kind of depraved thinking and activity. In Colossians, we're called to set our mind on things above, things to focus on that are good and right and pure and lovely and honorable and praiseworthy and excellent, to think on such good things. And I would want to argue that so many ills that Christians endure and experience are actually as a result of not choosing to be thankful and not choosing to be grateful. Not focusing on God, but focusing on the difficulties and the challenges that we face, the worries of this earthly life, and each day has enough worries of its own. If we are truly thankful, it is actually a kind of spiritual medicine that brings healing to us. And also, thanksgiving is a comfort to our mind in troubled times. When we hit COVID, and and, um, Catherine and Dominic asked me to take up the job with pastoral care here a month before that happened. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Um, We suddenly, the landscape changed. We couldn't visit anybody. It was really very, very different. And COVID was tough at so many levels, lockdown particularly for so many people. But I'm actually seeing that as we, well, not just me, many of us are seeing, as we're coming out of COVID even still, the impact of that constraining 
is starting to show itself now in, in mental health. People are as not as resilient as they once were. If we adopt this discipline, this habit, this command of God to be thankful in our lives, it is a comfort that insulates us from the storms and the strains and can bring healing to us. I want to say that you can't stay worried or depressed too long if you're thankful. Try it if you don't believe me. And thirdly then, we are changed by the effect of thankfulness as if we wear a crown. It's great being around thankful people. I don't mean to ignore the problems that we face because they are often many, varied, and sometimes quite overpowering. But when we are truly thankful for what we can be thankful for in God and what he's done, it's as if we wear a crown around wherever we go. People notice that we're different by the grace and goodness of God. So may today through a little bit of challenge, a little bit of humor maybe, and I hope a little bit of encouragement, your thank levels are coming up and even full. May we go back to those three scriptures and remind ourselves that these are a command. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. There's no qualification here according to the weather, what you've had to eat, what your bank balance is like, all circumstances give thanks. 2 Corinthians 4.15, all this is for your benefit, all the goodness of God, the work of Christ, God's love, God's power, God's goodness, God's hope, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. And as we've been bid in our, in our sung worship this morning, that we, we find that as we thank God and praise him, let us enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his holy name. We draw near to God when we have thankful hearts and speak that confession out. So let us be not just hearers of God's word, but doers also and be thankful in this week ahead. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. To find out more, visit our website at citychurchcardiff.com or find us on social media.